Hello, everybody, and welcome into a Tuesday, March 15th edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. That is right, Tuesday, March 15th. That means the NCAA tournament starts tonight as we record this. First four games on Tuesday, first four games on Wednesday, and then the real fun begins on Thursday and Friday, so we waste no time. We will get into it. Um, later in the podcast, director of DraftKings Sportsbook, Johnny Avello, who we haven't talked to since NFL season, will be joining me to go behind the book a little bit, talk about the openers, talk about where some of the money is on these games. Um, but for now, we welcome back uh, a guest that has been on with us a handful of times to talk some college hoops, talk some college football. Ben Rasa from awesomeo.com comes in to talk some March Madness. Ben, how are we doing? Doing great, man. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, what can you say? It's the best time of the year, couple days. We are underway. We get a couple appetizers tonight, but I'm excited to dive into it. It is the best time of the year. Um, as I mentioned to you right before we went on, I will be out in Vegas for the best time of the year. So uh, those listeners that are um, out in Vegas, tweet me. I told everybody already. Let's meet up. Let's watch games. Let's sweat games. Let's talk about the games that we're going to sweat, and we're going to go through it chronologically. We got no time to waste. We'll touch real quick on the first four games starting Tuesday night. The first one, 16 playing Texas A&M Corpus Christi, getting three and a half against Texas Southern. This is the game out of the four that I think I know the least about. Um, but just diving into it briefly, and I read Greg Peterson's article from VEASAN, who, who posts some plays for, for DraftKings Nation for us on the DraftKings Playbook. He liked A&M Corpus Christi plus three and a half. Um, Southern can turn the ball over. And, uh, you know, if you just look at the splits, the public doesn't know much about this game. And we had, you know, less than 50% of the bets on the dog in this one. Yet it was, you know, between 75 and 80% of the money. So bigger, sharper bets coming in on the dog. That's probably where I'll be here, Ben. Um, any quick thoughts? So I know one of these teams better than most people. The other team, Texas Southern, I really don't know much about. I've seen AM Corpus Christi play a little bit just because in their conference, which is clearly a one-bid league, Nichols State was a team that I really thought not was going to make some crazy run, but they're a decent little squad. And Corpus Christi was able to knock them out, knocked off Southeastern Louisiana. So I have seen them, to me, a game like this, I view it truly as kind of a, a toss-up game. So if you're going to tell me that I'm going to get three and a half points, I'm going to roll with the dog. That happens to be Corpus Christi, which makes me even more comfortable. But I would probably be taking the points regardless in this one, and that's what I'll do tonight. All right, there we go. Uh, nightcap, Indiana and Wyoming. Uh, Indiana, a growing favorite here. Wyoming getting four points now. It I, I wanted to fade the Big Ten coming into tournament play. Um, it's uncomfortable to lay the points with Indiana. If I bet this one, I would lay the points with Indiana. Um, they're coming off a nice little Big Ten run, heartbreaking loss to Iowa with that three off glass, essentially at the buzzer, kind of blew a late lead, but they came back from 17 down to get Michigan. They beat uh, the one seed, Illinois. Um it's, you know, in Dayton, it's going to be much more of a home game for Indiana than, than Wyoming, you, you would think. Um, neutral floor, my, Wyoming 1-3 against the spread this season. Indiana 4-0 against the spread. Indiana on a 6-1 ATS run. Wyoming is – I thought Wyoming might slide out. We might see one of those last bubble teams that is on the wrong side in the NIT now get in because of the, the slow finish. This team started 21-3 and, and then finished 4-5 and five over the last – nine games 
the way they're playing right now, I think a Big Ten team that's got a little momentum like Indiana is going to be a problem for them. It's very public, obviously. Everybody watches a lot more Indiana than Wyoming. I do think it's the right side. Four is a decent amount to lay. Could be a money line parlay piece if you're making a small one. But yeah, Indiana's the side for me. Yeah, it's a weird game. Wyoming started really good, but they were also beating up on just absolute garbage. Uh, Indiana, I mean, they've played a couple dozen teams probably better than the strength of Wyoming schedule. And the Mountain West is definitely stronger this year. There's no doubt about that. I just kind of worry about where this is. I'm not going to bet this game. I'll be honest. I don't really have a feel on how Wyoming specifically can deal with the front court. If Indiana gets them in foul trouble and whatnot, this could be pretty ugly but Wyoming plays like most of these teams pretty methodical and solid defense it's going to be an ugly game the total is very pedestrian kind of a stay away Indiana seems to be taking all the money and that's not surprising yeah I'm, I'm with you there I, I would be a little surprised if Indiana lost so I don't it, maybe I'll be on Indiana but I don't know if I I don't know if I can pull the pull the trigger there it will be a little bit of a rock fight like you said. Um, all right, let's move into the, the game of the tournament. <laughs> well, I know um, Wednesday evening, the early tip, 16 seeds, Wright State, a growing favorite. This opened closer to a pick on DK Sportsbook. It is now Wright State laying three and a half against America's team, the Bryant Bulldogs. Um, Peter Kiss, Charles Pride, great backcourt uh, out of Smithfield, Rhode Island. I'm happy that it's moving the way it's moving. I don't know exactly why it is, but it is just going through the numbers, you know, how these teams have performed all season and against the spread and win loss and road and neutral court. They're very similar numbers. So if you tell me you're giving me over possession with Bryant plus three and a half now, a team that really wants to be here, they wanted to be here last year. They lost um, their conference championship game at home. They dominated it this year, made sure that they were going to be in the field. Um, And now I think they want to make sure that they get the spotlight to, uh, you know, earn the right to go get mopped by Arizona in the next round, but at least do it under the national spotlight. I think Brian wins this game, maybe interest me in some plus 140 money line, but getting the three and a half, I I like this team. I mean, I I think... If anyone has followed my college basketball season, it's it's lived and died with the Bryant Bulldogs. I have bet them more than any other team this year. And wow. they, yeah, that's disturbing, but also accurate. Early in the year, they did get to test themselves against elite competition, and it did not go well. They were destroyed by Clemson. They were destroyed by Houston. They lost by 57 in that game. They were yeah. beat down by Cincinnati, but they got much stronger. Part of it is because they play in a weaker conference. But you started to see this offensive firepower, and you mentioned that backcourt. Bright State, I mean, yes, quality team, got through Northern Kentucky in the horizon, but they weren't exactly the juggernauts of that league. You know, Cleveland State was the team that I think most expected to come out of there. So to me, Bryant, I like the money line here. I think they're going to win this game. They can outscore them. You mentioned they obviously want to be here. This has been a mission, a 155 total in this game. I think that's the pace we want to play at. I obviously am sticking with Bryant. They have earned the right to be dismantled by Arizona. Yes, I agree. And I'll be looking at an over in that Arizona game if our Bulldogs oh my do God. win. That's going to be pace and uh, points. We'll see what it is. Hopefully we get it. Um, all right, here's another one. These ones are always weird, just like Wyoming, Indiana is weird. Notre Dame and Rutgers, another Big Ten team. They get so many teams in the field, but two of them are playing in the play-in games against Notre Dame that finished as the two seed in an extremely down ACC outside of Duke. And Duke might not even be that good. 
um, and then get bounced in their first game by Virginia Tech, who who gets hot and goes on to win the conference tournament. Rutgers getting a point. Again, I keep saying I want to fade the Big Ten in this tournament, and I will. I think like a Virginia Tech in the second round, if they get through Texas, could knock off a Purdue. Like I'm ready to fade the Big Ten in certain spots. This isn't one of them. Uh, Rutgers had a winning record outright as an underdog this season. They're nine and two against the spread in their last 11 as an underdog, obviously this much closer to a pick. Um, But Notre Dame like hangs its hat on the home Kentucky win and not much else. Otherwise it just beat up on a bad ACC and won home games, one and four straight up one and four against the spread on neutral court games. Um, I think Rutgers is the more talented team. I think they'll have the best player on the floor. I lean to Rutgers here. I haven't, haven't bet it yet, but that's, that's probably where I'll be if I get in on that game. Agree. Uh, I also haven't bet it, and I'm not sure that I will. Um, but to me, Rutgers has just shown it, and it's very debatable on how strong these conferences are. But time and time again, they've gone in away from home, beat a team like Wisconsin. Obviously, they had an absurd win against Purdue early in the year. They can play. They've got the talent. I kind of just trust them a little more. This is probably a game, though, I would be more apt to, to watch five, ten minutes of it and hit it live than take a position before the game. There you go. Um, all right. First game on Thursday that tips off is Michigan, Colorado state, Michigan gets in, gets the 11 seed Colorado state earned its six seed, but Hey, look what happens. It opens a pick moves as high as three while we were doing our live show on Sunday night. Now settled in at two on DK Sportsbook. Um, it's a weird game. Uh, here's how I'm going to play it. I wrote this in my article. If I, if I do get in, I'm going to play Michigan minus one first half. I think they get off to a good start after, uh, that disappointing collapse in the big 10 tournament, losing that 17 point lead to Indiana. I think they're a mismatch for Colorado state and they'll show that early. Don't like Juwan Howard as a coach. Um, Don't want to have money on Michigan uh, potentially blowing another lead. I think Michigan will beat Colorado state. It's a good matchup for them as an 11 over six, but I'm just going to go with the first half and Michigan getting out to a good start. I really like Colorado State in life, but I agree that this is an awful spot, particularly with Michigan running their offense through Hunter on the inside. You know, he is just so dynamic. I'm not sure what Colorado State is going to be able to do there. And I mean, I think honestly, the spread kind of indicates it, the seeds and the spread. You know, Michigan is the slight favorite here, and I think it is warranted. So I don't even know if I believe they should have got in. Uh, I think they would be better with Phil Martelli. There's a lot of things like that, but that's not the case. I don't see them going overly far, but unfortunately for Colorado State, who I really like, this is just a bad draw. And I have a feeling that Michigan is not even going to knock them off. They're just going to win a game that Vegas and everyone thinks they should. Yep. Um, All right. Big talking point game here. Number 13 seeds South Dakota State against number four (laughs) Providence. Providence, the luckiest team in the country. Sure. Yes. They didn't win them all by luck. They have a skill to also win crunch time games. I'm not saying they're not lucky as well. But it's both. You don't get through every single time on luck. It's a good team. So why is this near a pick? I'm a two-point spread against South Dakota State. South Dakota State's good. I don't want to talk them down. But this is something I have bet. Providence minus 130 money line in this game. You all can take your trendy Jackrabbits pick and shove it. This shouldn't be a pick It's there. There's still a better Big East team here that is basically – I keep saying pick It's two. But – in a range where you can comfortably lay money line on Providence. South Dakota State did not lose a conference game, whatever it was, 2021 in a row coming into play here. Here's what they did prior to the Summit League. They haven't even been an underdog 
since December 15th, a game that they lost and failed to cover against Missouri State. Jackrabbits won one game as an underdog all year, three-point win over Washington State out of the Pac-12. Cool. It also showed a pretty low floor. The Jackrabbits lost a game as a 22-and-a-half-point favorite. I didn't even write down who they played, so I forget. Idaho. Idaho. They stink. They lost that Very game bad. as a 22-and-a-half-point favorite. So the most comparable game on their schedule that I saw for um, Providence would probably be something like them playing Alabama, which was very early in the year. 12 and a half point dogs lost by 16. South Dakota State hasn't shown me anything in any real matchup that they should be getting respect to be this close against a good team like Providence. Talk all you want about the Providence luck. It's true, but Providence is going to win this game. So I, I am very disappointed as a South Dakota State backer that I thought we might be able to get this at five and a half. Oh, right. See, that's what I was thinking. Like, I was thinking five and a half, and then sure, if you want to take it, go ahead. And if South Dakota State got somebody else and was getting a lot of points, like, sure, they're a good team to bet on. I'm not fading South Dakota State. Well, I kind of am, but <laughs> I don't. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I get it. Listen, and if you want to wait, it's going to be an ebb and flow type game. I think you could probably find that during the game, and I, I'm good with that. I just identified this team. They shoot 44% from three. Not only is that number one in the country, it's number one in the country by four percentage points. They are the best three-point shooting team in the league. Now, to the credit, Providence is a very strong defensive three-point. Those looks. Yeah, strength on strength. There's no doubt. Watson on the inside versus Wilson on the inside. Both of these teams have a capable big. So I think it's just going to be a competitive game. And honestly, the spread is about right which is interesting. Like, I don't think this screams must bet for South Dakota state. It's just a team in brackets and whatnot. I am going to go with, because I, I kind of am riding with them all year waiting for the spot. And, you know, Providence, when they get in close games, they thrive. They also don't show up at times. That Creighton game was very, very poor. I'm going to ride with the Jackrabbits. I get why you're on the other side. Feels a little uncomfortable. I wish I got more points. (laughs) I like Providence coming off the blowout loss. And I like that people, like you almost just said, I like that people have the predetermined mindset of South Dakota State is a low seed I want to be on and Providence is a high seed I want to fade. And they got each other and it's the perfect storm for everybody to take South Dakota State going the other way. All right. Eight, nine matchup, Memphis, Boise State, the lower nine seed, Memphis laying two and a half. This is a tough game for me. It's going to go one of two ways. The athletic young Memphis team is going to, do damage and get through here and advance to play the Zags or, you know, the more sound team in Boise state is going to be too much for Memphis. Not much of a take here. I have Memphis in the bracket that I've filled out. I tend to think that a hot Memphis team that lost to Houston in that AAC final um, is going to be too much of a mismatch here and we'll get through probably not a game I'll bet, but leaning Memphis. Tough game could go either way for me. It's just styles. Boise is North of 300th in tempo. They're an extremely strong defense. Memphis is top 30 in tempo. They want to play fast. I think that Boise State has a better chance to control the tempo. But to me, Memphis, if both teams play their ceiling game, I think Memphis would win pretty comfortably. I think that Boise State is less likely to play a floor game. So take that for what it's worth. If I had to pick it, I would probably try to find plus three and take Boise. But it's a very, very tough game to bat. Agree. One of the harder ones in the bracket. Um, we can mostly skip these one seeds unless you I'll just ask if you have anything like Norfolk State Baylor. It's at 21 and a half. Um, any take? 
no. I don't think Baylor is going to be a dangerous team because there's so many injuries, but Northwalk State can't expose that. I think that UCLA has a chance to beat Baylor in the Sweet 16 is a spot that that could happen. Um, all right, more of these. These are ones, you know, just for the sake of time, like just feel free to say pass on these. Tennessee 17 and a half against uh, Longwood. Tennessee's a team, if you can get a short number to make, you know, I'm short number, I mean like 170 to make the sweet 16. Like, I think there's some value, but nothing on this game for me. No, uh, Longwood credit to them, knocked off, destroyed Winthrop in in that championship game. They're a good team. Tennessee's a elite team and that's going to translate very poorly for them. The Richmond Spiders were once down a million points to the Rhode Island Rams in the A-10 tournament. (laughs) Had Richmond in that game, they come all the way back to win it, exactly like the game we saw in Rhode Island at the Ryan Center that I was very familiar with um, because I had my Rhode Island Rams in that game. And then they just rip through the rest of the way. Then they're down six with a minute left to Davidson, pull through and win, steal a bit out of the A-10. I was kind of – I like this team, a good veteran team, a lot like the St. Bonaventure team that couldn't get it together this year in the A-10. But I don't like the matchup. Now, ten and a half points is – too many you might be able to interest me in richmond i also think iowa is a very safe money line parlay piece if you're going to build like a three-teamer um so i this is a weird one where i'll just say i think richmond covers 10 and a half but i think Iowa's a safe money line parlay piece yeah i'm not going to push back on that i i feel better about richmond covering to be honest they just tend to not get even all their many of their losses Two points, seven points, three points. They, the thing points. is, they do get blown out in game. The final score, just <laughs> they always battle back. I know, and that's the thing. Like Iowa, but I, I kind of like that because Iowa is going to have a run in this game where they rattle off three or four threes in a row. Richmond right. doesn't seem to panic. Like that's okay. They will. They will hang in. They've won four straight. An experienced team. I think the ten and a half is way too much. Now the total indicates that maybe. Uh, this is a pretty up-tempo game, so you can, that helps Iowa, but I'm going to take the points. I think this is pretty competitive as a 12-5. All right, I like it. Um, Zags and Georgia State. I will talk about this one for a minute. The Zags could be in trouble maybe when they see a team like, I don't know about, you know, Memphis would be maybe a tougher matchup for them if they get it in the second round. Arkansas, UConn in the Sweet 16. Like, I don't think the Zags are going to be a cakewalk like people think, but they're going to throttle this opening game against Georgia State. I don't know if I'm going to lay it for the game. I wrote up in my article, Zags minus 14 first half might be how I've, I've, I'll play it. Georgia State got hot down the stretch in the Sun Belt. They've won 10 in a row. They've been favored in 12 in a row, and they've only been an underdog twice since the new year. And both were two points or shorter when they were an underdog. So Georgia State, anytime they faced anything close to real competition, mopped. The last decent competition, they played Georgia Tech out of the ACC in late December. Lost by double digits is a four and a half point dog. They were a nine and a half point dog to Mississippi State. Lost 79 to 50. Earlier in the season, back in November, they even tried against some A-10 competition, two teams we just talked about. They lost to URI and Richmond by a combined 51 points. Anytime they've played anyone that is not just some little Sunbelt team, they get mopped. So now you get the Zags like, I don't. I think this one's going to be twenty plus at halftime. I, I am willing to do something here with the Zags in the first game. I mean, they score so many points, and you know, I, I thought this would be closer to third. Not that I'm looking to specifically about this. I thought it'd be around thirty, to be honest. I don't know a ton about 
uh, Georgia State. But that's all I, I don't know much either, but I just looked at those scores and I was yeah. like, they were getting killed back in November, December when they played anybody decent. And unlike, again, maybe this is anecdotal, I will say real quick, unlike a lot of years where everybody's just like, oh my God, Gonzaga is unbeatable. This is the first year I think a lot of people are saying like they choke. They're not ready. They're not as good. I have a feeling they may come out and say like, okay, we're going to, instead of taking the foot off the gas, we're going to stretch our legs a little bit here. I wouldn't be stunned to see them run it up a little more than usual this year specifically. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. And I, I, you know, is the right move to you use energy on throttling Georgia state. If that's the, the knock they're getting I mean, their, their second team could, if they wanted to. (laughs) Right. But they are going to go throttle Georgia state. (laughs) Um, all right, Marquette, Carolina, Marquette, three-point dogs. This is a weird one for me. I, I think you have a play on it, um, no. and I've seen some people on this side, and if I bet it, I'm going to be on the side that you're on, but I don't know if I'm going to get there or not, so talk me into it. Yeah, so, I mean, part of it is that I, I really don't know exactly what to do with Marquette. I've struggled with them all year, but just seeing North Carolina kind of hit their stride late, yes, Virginia Tech, I don't know if they were out of gas. They didn't show up. They just got outplayed, whatever. Six straight wins before that, including Duke, including Virginia Tech, including Virginia, the bigs, Baycock. They're just firing on all cylinders. This is one of the teams that specifically I've noticed that got significantly better throughout the year. And I love to target teams in the tournament that don't resemble because a lot of people just look at the season as a whole. And I think North Carolina has a lot of bad data, whereas Marquette, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, they've lost six of 10, nothing really firing late in the season. Fine team. I laid the three points. I think North Carolina is live to beat Baylor. Uh, I'll get that out there right now. I think that's going to be a hell of a game in the second round. Yeah, I didn't even, I jumped ahead to what I think will be UCLA, but yeah, Carolina in the game too. Baylor has a tough path with UNC and UCLA on the top half of their bracket with them. Kentucky, Purdue, Virginia Tech on the bottom half. Baylor's got a really tough draw. Um, New Mexico State and UConn, six and a half on this one, 131 and a half total. Um, No real feel for me. Like I said, if UConn gets through this game and Arkansas, I I think they're going to give the Zags a game, Um, but I don't really have a play on this one. It's a tough – UConn's a weird team for me because I I agree 100%, but I also think – this is New Mexico state knows what they're doing. This isn't um, an easy game at all. Not at all. Like they're experienced. They've got bigs. They've they're tested. They're a little conference. They beat some quality teams in there. Uh, this is no cakewalk. And, and they do a lot of things really good, including three point defense where they're 22nd in the country, just 30% allowed 26 and six on the year. I just wait. I mean, this is a team they beat Davidson early in the year. They've got some experience. I think ultimately UConn's going to win the game. If you want to go money line parlay and you want to put UConn in there, I wouldn't push back. I'm not laying these points though. Uh, I just don't see the need to do that. I'm with you. Um, here's one for the sake of time. We can probably roll over, but Kentucky St. Peter's. I know you're a St. <laughs> Peter's guy though. So Peacocks, baby. Go ahead. If you have anything nice to say about the Peacocks, or are they just going to get steamrolled? They probably are going to get steamrolled. I will just throw this out there. Credit to Makajewski, who told me this yesterday. In the last, he said, I believe 10 years, St. Peter's has the strongest defensive metrics of any 15 seed in the last decade. So this is a team that can really play defense. There's just no possible way that they can score on Kentucky, though. Right. All right. So curious to see what they can hold Kentucky to. Um, Only 80. 
Good luck to the Peacocks. Uh, Here's another one that I just don't have much of a take on. This is one that I like don't even have a team. I haven't even written a team in my bracket yet. Um, Creighton and San Diego State kind of feels like Memphis Boise State in another coin flip 8-9 game. I'll be surprised if I get involved. I'm not going to bet it. I have to pick it for my bracket. And this is coin flip situation. Uh, I think I hate to hedge like this, but it's the same thing I said about Memphis and Boise. I think that Creighton has the higher ceiling if they both play their A games. But I think that Creighton is more likely to be a no show. Um, like that, it's just one of those situations. I'm not sure it's really going to matter. Uh, maybe, maybe one of them gives uh, the Jayhawks a game. True. Um, all right. Here's one that I have bet or that I plan to bet. And it's UVM in Arkansas. And this just reminds me of Arkansas against Colgate last year when everybody wanted the trendy underdog pick and it looked like it was going that way. And then Arkansas decided to play and not only came back and covered all those live lines, but covered the initial spread as well. Opened five and a half down to five minus one Oh five on DK Sportsbook. I'm hoping for a four and a half here on Arkansas. Vermont's great. Um, I like him a lot, but like this is too few points against a really good Arkansas team. Um, UVM has won 22 of 23 games entering the tournament. They lost one conference game as a double digit favorite, but just like, uh, who was I just talking about? Like Georgia, uh, like who South Dakota Georgia state. state or like South Dakota state. We go back to earlier in the season. Um, UVM did lose two games as short favorites, like three, four point favorites to lower level competition. And then, they faced Maryland in November. They lost by 11 as 10-point dogs. They played Providence in December, lost by 10 as six-and-a-half-point dogs. Like, this just feels like a spot where, you know, um, Arkansas is 13-1 and one as their last 14 as a favorite. They're on an 11-2-1 ATS run. It's just too few points. Too much respect for a team that everybody wanted to bet on as a dog, and they got the wrong draw. So give me Arkansas. I, I tend to agree here. Uh my biggest thing as well, Arkansas's coach and a lot of coaches are like this is an adamant. If you get two fouls, you sit for the whole half, which I really am not an advocate of. Vermont is not exactly the team to expose that. Like they're more of a, a shoot a lot of threes and methodical. They're not going to bang with Arkansas down low. And, and right. so unfortunately, I, I mean, I, I know for a fact that Vermont has uh, the ceiling to cause big problems here but we're just evaluating chance of success against the spread, of course. And for five points, Arkansas is a legitimate dangerous team in the entire bracket, never mind the first round. So as much as I'd love to see Vermont win, and I think they have a fighting chance, my heart and my head, uh, kind of with the Razorbacks. Yeah, I don't want to see Vermont win because I'm going to have some money on the other <laughs> side there. Um, here's another one that I just I can't really – find a take and that's uh you know you pin two mid-majors against each other uh san francisco and murray state murray state lay in the one and a half um if you made me pick it i guess i'd take san francisco but i i have no idea i i i don't like when they do this uh yeah neither do i it's just i'm not a fan of it i'm going to end up taking san francisco and again it's partly just because a, I think that the West Coast Conference is much stronger this year, not just because they got three in. I just okay. agree that it's deeper. And B, I really trust this coach. I'm a huge advocate of what he's doing. He's installing some very creative things. They have strong guard play. I don't know how good Murray State is. They're 30 and two. I mean, talk about not being tested. Mm-hmm. Uh, their losses, they, they slipped up against East Tennessee State. Okay. And then they lost to Auburn. No shame there. 
So there's just a wide unknown with them. I know more about San Francisco battle tested. They've played Gonzaga several times, St. Mary's several times. I think the Dons will get it done here in a pseudo pick them. I think you're probably right. No, no John Morant for Murray State this no. time around, which really helps you win games. Um, all right, last game on Thursday. Nothing for me. Akron, 13 and a half point dogs against UCLA. I think UCLA potentially has an elite eight run in them. If you want to bet them to make the elite eight, that's something I'm potentially interested in on DK Sportsbook. Um, sweet 16, but uh, nothing on this game for me. Nothing for me either. I will say it's starting to thin the, thin the margins because this total is under 130. And when you're giving that many points in a game yeah. that low, it's a little dicey. But at the same time, Akron could really put up, you know, a team total in the fifties here. And that wouldn't surprise me. All right. We got uh 20 minutes to run through the Friday games here okay. uh, before we get out of here. And it starts with Loyola, Chicago, Ohio state. This is one where prior to the bracket being released, Loyola, Chicago is a team. I was looking to back Ohio state is the top team. I was looking to fade and this came out and I was like, Oh my goodness. So Loyola Chicago in essentially a pick them. It's minus 115 money line right now. Um, they match up really well. Ohio State's dinged up. We'll see if they have young or not. I don't care. I hope he, he's out for my financial reasons. But if he plays, he plays. Maybe my biggest bet of the first round is going to be Loyola Chicago, the Ramblers here. You don't like it? I don't. I definitely don't love it. Uh, okay. I'm not saying that I'm betting Ohio state. I'm a little interested. First of all, I think if key and young play, that is a huge deal for the Buckeyes. They need these guys back to deal with them. Loyola knows what they're doing. I don't think it's the same team clearly as we've seen that coach. Very, very strong. No longer there. They're a really quality squad though. And they know what they're doing in the tournament. I thought the line would be a little better than this. Uh, sister Jean getting a lot of love here. So I'll just say that much. I want to see who's going to be on the court for Ohio State. They need more than they've shown lately. So I just I bet this one for, you know, a standard amount because I know I like it. But if those guys are in for Ohio State, I'll probably leave it alone from what I have down at this point. If they are out, I'll probably double down on yeah, that's fair. Uh, Loyola Chicago. So that's my plan at this point in time. Tuesday afternoon recording here. Um, Jacksonville State, Auburn. <laughs> I no, no, it shouldn't even be in the tournament. Right. Bellarmine, baby. Right. That I, I don't know there. I do have the mindset of like some of these big ones like Gonzaga. Do I want to lay a for, cut the number in half, lay a first half and hope it's a blowout, but not, you know, who knows if there's a backdoor at the end with the bigger number. So I'll, I'll be looking at some of those. I don't think this is one of those scenarios. I just don't really know. Agree. Okay. Um, Montana state, Texas tech. His numbers come down to 15. I do think Montana State can not get completely blown out in this game. Um, Texas Tech in the West with the Zags, we'll see, and you know potentially an Elite Eight game against Duke if they can get there. Um, I I don't know if I'm going to actually do it, but I would take the points with Montana State and some of the values even gone there at this point. Yeah, I've seen them play good quality team. They will be smothered by this defense as most teams are. Yep. So it's just going to be a matter of how much can they hang in there? Cause Texas tech's not going to, you know, out outscore you in that sense. So this is another one, one thirty-one and a half on the total. So how close yeah. can you keep it in a low scoring game? Exactly. So like when, when you get in those scenarios, you really got to destroy a team to cover a number that big. I would tend to take the points there because, you know, you can hang in a lot of back to recovers when the other team only scores 65 points or so. Right. Um, all right. Similar conversation, Yale, Purdue, <laughs> 
I don't I don't think I Purdue could Purdue could win it all. They have the talent yes. and body to win it all. And we talk about this all the time and they just never put it. They never put it together. Um, Ivy is going to be a top five pick. Great talent. Um, they should kill Yale. But I, who knows? I mean, this is the one team that I have positions on throughout the year already. I have tickets on Purdue to win it all. And I don't feel good about them. I didn't even get good numbers considering where they're at now. This specific matchup, though, Yale's outside the top 300 in height. That should be uh, a serious problem here. And I, I didn't know, know that. Yeah, they are a really small sense, team. But... Um, a really small team. Not even just for the Ivy. They're just tiny in general. I would really hope that with the bigs that Purdue has, they start the tournament off on a crisp demolition of this team. Not just a win, because they are going to win. But I expect them to cover this number. And I actually think it's kind of important that they cover this number. Okay, you've put Purdue on my radar as maybe minus six. I mean, they haven't covered minus... in like two months. I, I've been betting them. They're just, but come on now. Yeah, all right. I might lay some with Purdue or look at some Purdue first half. Um, interesting. Uh, all right, here we go again. We're getting into all these now. Delaware and Villanova, 15 and a half, 133 and a half total. Um, I, I got nothing. Nah, good good for the Blue Hens. I'm glad they're here. Uh, it's going to end pretty poorly. Number feels about right. All right. Here's another one like Memphis and Boise State and like Creighton and San Diego State that I haven't even put a team through in my bracket yet, which has no money on it. So that's how up in the air I am on this game. Miami out of the ACC, one and a half point dogs against USC out of the pack 12. Miami's a good team, shows some heart, good backcourt. USC's got the size. Uh, but has slowed down. I picking it on the fly. I'm like USC, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've done a couple of these shows, and if people are watching, they're probably thinking like, "What the hell is this guy saying?" Because I think I've picked both sides of this already. Like, <laughs> I I have this is just a tough game. Um, I trust that backcourt quite a bit. Miami really overachieved this year. Love that coach. It's just a tough one. I'll be honest. I don't think I'm going to bet it because why would I? It feels like a pick 'em, and that's where basically the line is. In my brackets, I think I'm writing in Miami, but it's not in Sharpie, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, that's another one of those games. Um, okay, Virginia Tech, great run in the ACC, draws a Texas team that blew a monster lead to TCU in the Big 12 tournament, a Texas team that made the big move for Chris Beard, gets all these transfers, and crap to the bed. Uh, so here they are in a 6-11, this one all the way down to plus one, essentially a pick em. And um, I, I will go with the low seed. I'll, I'll take Virginia Tech here um, to advance. I'm probably going to have some money on them to advance. Uh, they're playing well right now. They've got all the right pieces. They have veteran transfers from the small schools that are, you know, doing their jobs, plus some ACC talent. And uh, I just can't do it with, with Texas right now. So at some point, and I'm guilty of this with a lot of teams, you just kind of have to acknowledge no matter how talented you are, if it's not working, it's not working. And Texas, to me, at the, the beginning Lakers. of the year – <laughs> I thought they might be a one seed. They have all the talent. Yep. Uh, I remember them playing Gonzaga in one, one of their early games, and I thought that they had a real chance to beat I them. Plus yeah. seven and a half, I think. Yeah, it didn't work. Um, it's not working. They were up 40 to 22 at halftime against TCU, and they lost the game. I, I just can't back a team like that. Virginia Tech knows who they are. High variance because they take so many threes, but I'm going with the Hokies. All right, I'm with you there um chattanooga illinois chattanooga last week i had my ticket on them to win their conference tournament Ooh. it was about to lose it gave me my first jump off the couch march moment um 
hitting that. I don't even know how they had time to get to where they got and get poor that Furman. Um, yeah, poor Furman. Um, now it's seven and a half point dogs against Illinois. You can interest me in the dog here. Um, I, Chattanooga can can play. Illinois is really good, but they can also be not good. Um, if if Chattanooga is prepared and comes to play in this game, they're going to keep it within seven and a half. This is the type of matchup. If I was Illinois, I'd be very, very upset to be honest. Chattanooga is a good team. It's not an yep. upset in the sense that they're just going to battle. And I think that Illinois will out talent them ultimately and move on, but it's just a tough game. It's not like, Oh, Chattanooga got lucky and kept it close. Chattanooga is just a good team that can handle a team this good if they play well. So I would also take the points. I'm not going to call the upset here. I think Illinois will find a way to move on, but don't be shocked if this is a, a one possession game with a couple minutes left. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Illinois probably does have the talent to ultimately get it done. But um, yeah, that Chattanooga is a good team. I, I was ready to bet them against a lot of teams and I'm ready to bet them against Illinois yeah. here. Duke 18 and a half against Cal State Fullerton. Um, the Coach K tour continues let down at home against UNC in the last game. Let him down in the ACC final against Virginia Tech. Sensing a trend. They're going to let Coach K down in this tournament. They're not good enough to make a Final Four run to win this thing. Um, no take on this game, but ultimately just to take to bet against Duke at some point. Um, I'll phrase it to you this way, unless you have a play on this game. Do you think Davidson or Michigan State can beat Duke in the first weekend? I think that Michigan State can. Uh, and it's funny because I think that Davidson has a, a very good chance to beat Michigan State. I do but too. If if Michigan State gets through the game, Michigan State can absolutely beat Duke. Someone's going to beat Duke. It's not going to be Cal State Fullerton, obviously. <laughs> Correct. Uh, I'm with you there. Okay, Iowa State LSU. I like this game a lot. Weird timing on the firing of Will Wade. Um, yes. But I don't care. Will I'm Something about Will Wade's face. Don't like that, <laughs> but he can coach. Something about that face. Iowa State, I think LSU is going to roll Iowa State, and um, I think that LSU plus 150 to even make the Sweet 16 is a nice bet to look at, but I'm going to have LSU minus four. I'm going to have LSU in a money line parlay. I think LSU is going to stomp this Iowa State team on Friday. Iowa State came out of the gate just rolling, and then it really started to slow. It's almost a miracle that they held on to even get in this dance, so yeah. I'm not going to push back on that. They were, like I said, yeah, they were 12 and 0 um, and they finished 20 and 12. So you can do the math there. It's not a great team. Once they get in the conference play, don't LSU has got problems of their own, but talent wise, I think they distinctly have the, have the advantage. Yeah. Um, obviously they have issues. They don't have, I mean, they don't have a coach, so I'm, I'm strictly betting on talent here and I hope it prevails. Uh, Houston UAB. I wrote up Houston as a potential money line parlay piece, but at eight and a half, you know, getting close to nine, I don't, that's a lot of points against UAB. I don't know about this game. This is another one almost like uh, Richmond, Iowa, where I think Houston wins UAB covers. So I, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do with it. I mean, Houston is just, I, I, I don't understand, to be honest. They lost two huge pieces for the year. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. They just keep right. chugging along, super strong defensively, hard-nosed team. UAB, I don't really know much about, but I just I know how Houston plays, and time and time again, they show up and they battle. I expect them to do that here. I don't know if I want to lay the points, but I do feel very confident that they don't get clipped here. Yep, fair enough. Um, all right, Davidson, Michigan State, just like we alluded to. Man, 
basically a pick them. Uh, I don't hate Davidson out of the A-10. They, they just play their game and knock down threes and they're well coached and they do their thing. So is their, you know, methodical play going to prevail over a wild roller coaster ride Michigan State team? Or are the athletes and Izzo and March going to just take care of a Davidson team that they clearly have a talent edge, size edge, all, all of that stuff over? I, I don't know. Um, but I tend to think Michigan State can find a way to, to get it done. But again, tough game. Kind of feels that way to me as well. Michigan State's turnover problems are absolutely ridiculous. They cannot hold on to the ball. Yeah. Problem is Davidson outside the top 300 and turnovers force. They don't really expose that. They make their shots. They're going to win the game. Uh, if they don't, Michigan State, lower variance. I, I kind of feel like they're going to find a way, but it's a very, very tough game. Yeah, that'll probably be a small bet on Michigan State for me or, yeah. or nothing. Here we go. Colgate, Wisconsin. As you said to me, unfortunately, they get this one in Green Bay. You're like what? I don't. Th- I think I'm. I think I'm just gonna o- overlook that and play Colgate plus seven and a half. Terrible matchup last year with Arkansas for this team. Now they get a much slower team that they can certainly expose. Um, Johnny Davis is spectacular. Everybody else, you know, you could just switch the jerseys, and I'd think they'd be playing for for Colgate. So I think seven and a half. I. I like you, like you told me before we went on, I wish this wasn't being played where it was, but I still think I'm going to take the points with Colgate. Yeah, I mean, they are second in the country behind South Dakota State in three-point percentage. This team knows what they're doing. They played well last year in the tournament. They just happen to be playing in Wisconsin, and that's really unfortunate. It's not the end-all, be-all, though. So I would definitely take the points. I think in another team that if they hit their shots, you better watch out because they can absolutely win this game. There we go. Um, all right, final one on Friday night. The nightcap is going to be TCU Seton Hall. Pick them game. Um, I think the way TCU is playing right now, they're going to give Seton Hall some problems. So this is one. This is one of the eight nine games, coin flip games. Who's it going to be? Where I do have a, a take. I do have a side. I'm, I'm going to bet TCU uh, to to win this game and take out Seton Hall. I've gone back and forth on this one. And Seton Hall, they've had some injuries throughout the year. I can't really gauge them. I don't think I'm going to be honest. I'm going to ask you a different question. I don't have a take on the game, so I'll go with you. Do you think either of these teams can cause Arizona any problems? No. Okay. I don't, I don't either. Um, and I think that's most important to me. I think T, I think TCU's playing better and maybe could hang for longer. Um, but no, I, I, so we'll just close this transition is us right into closing thoughts. Futures wise, the first future that I bet for this tournament, and I'll have an article out on it soon is Arizona plus 150 to win their bracket. I don't see it happening. And I, I like, I was on the fence with this team. I knew what they were, but I wasn't all the way in until I saw what they did without their point guard to UCLA in that comeback size at every position, skill at every position depth. Sure. They're a little young, but that, that just shows you how good they are. Um, no problem getting to the sweet 16, which is like over minus 400. Um, I think they're minus 140 to get to the Elite Eight. They would have to beat uh, Illinois, Houston, Chattanooga, UAB team to to get there. Let's call it Houston. I, I think they get there and then call it Tennessee Nova to in the Elite Eight to reach the Final Four. I think Arizona plus 150 is my favorite uh, Final Four bet outside of like long shots. I feel most comfortable with them amongst the one seeds. Uh, and then for me, obviously... <laughs> 
I think that Purdue does have a road. You're going to get about five to one to win their region. Kentucky, that's going to be a challenge if it gets there, but I don't think they're going to play Baylor. I don't think that Purdue will ever have to play Baylor from the top. And if that's the case, you're saying, okay, can they get through one very difficult game and a couple of mediocre games? I think that they can. They have a chance. We never know with a team like that, but outside the crazy long shots, I think, you know, those three seeds, the Tennessees, uh, those type of teams of the world, if Tennessee wasn't in the pod with Arizona, I would be talking about them maybe making a deep run. Yeah, um, Tennessee is a good team. I lost some money going against them over over the weekend. Yeah, I bet um, Kentucky against them too. Yep, Whoops. not great. Um, all right, like to reach Sweet Sixteen. Oh man, UCLA is up at minus one eighty. That's a little higher than I was hoping, but I like I don't hate that. Um, let me see that. Yeah, Arizona minus one forty to reach the Elite Eight. I think is a is a good bet. Um, the bracket you're talking about, I have a Kentucky UCLA elite eight game. Like you said, UNC is live to knock off Baylor as, as well. Um, I think the, the strangest bracket, I guess, is the, like, I'm going to have little sprinkles on Iowa and LSU to come out of the Midwest because I think that's a weird bracket. Midwest is, is a weird bracket for sure, because I think most people would say that the three and the four are the weakest Wisconsin as a three and Providence as a four could be knocked off early. I'm not saying they're going to, but they definitely could. And if that happens, it's a lot of pressure on Kansas and Auburn. If that, if they don't come out, you could be seeing anybody come out of there and that would be true chaos. Exactly. I would say I'm a little more down on the top four seeds there. Yeah. The perception. Um, all right. Ben Rossa from Osmo.com. Um, any parting thoughts on the tournament that you want to leave us with and uh, tell the people where they can find your work? Yeah. Obviously, if you're looking for brackets or you want to talk some bets throughout the week, come find me over at Osmo. We've got a great community. Uh, just hop on in there. We've got packages. You sign up for our Discord. You hop in there and, and it's just a good old time. If you have any questions, you can find me on Twitter at JazzRaz. DFS. So thanks for having me on, buddy. Let's uh let's make some money. The time is here. And I yes, make you pick this. I think you have the same answer as me. I have a Kentucky Arizona final. Is that what you have in your bracket? So if I was in a conservative pool with not like hundreds of people, that is the final that I also would come up with. Yes. Okay. There we go. And I would have Arizona probably cutting them down, to be honest. Yep. Yep. Well, so there's no chance in that. <laughs> no, you can you can put that. Eliminate that right off the bat. We have the same final. All right. Thank you, Ben, for joining us. We are going to be right back for a quick segment. Odds are with Johnny Avello, go behind the book and uh, look at some of these numbers. All right. As promised, you haven't heard the music since the NFL playoffs, but we got the man back on the Unreasonable Odds podcast. You know what it means. Time for odds are with Johnny Avello. Johnny, how we doing? Great, Julian. Thanks. Uh... It's been a it's been a while, but the action hasn't changed, has it? I mean, football ended, and college basketball in full swing, and now the tournament. We're all excited. Absolutely, the the one of the best weeks of the year. Um, so let's talk about this. We had the uh, we had the show on on Sunday night. Us at DraftKings and Veasan um, talking opening lines and talking, you know, going over these things, watching them literally move as we as we were on that show. So DraftKings Sportsbook, awesome job opening them all up almost as soon as these matchups were revealed. Can you just kind of take us behind the scenes first of what the process is like in those 10 minutes or less that you guys learn the matchup and then get a spread up on the board? It's a bit hectic, but, you know, we were quite prepared. Um, you know, the college basketball trading team had their power ratings all squared away. 
ready to fire off the number once the matchups were announced. I personally always find the process of writing down a matchup as it's announced and making a number at the same time quite fast and furious. <laughs> uh, plus, we had one guy betting 50 times a game and another guy betting 100. And we had a monitor the moving of the lines, among other things. So um, the team did a great job and uh, got those numbers up in a, in a uh, sufficient amount of time. And it, all things were good. Yeah, I mean, once a number opens up, and like you said, we had we had someone, uh, Frank, on the show making some big bets on these games, you know, a number opens up, and then you're, you know, on to opening up the next number, but you just took 50 grand on this game, so do you have to move that game? That's, uh, you know, a lot of moving parts at once. Yeah, but we were um, prepared. You know, we had everybody kind of knew the roles, and so it, uh, it all went really smooth. We were happy with the outcome. Beautiful. Um, all right. So some time to settle. We're recording on Tuesday afternoon here on the East Coast. Um, so whatever it is, close to close to 48 hours, 40 hours, I guess, um, since these things opened up on Sunday night. Which games have taken the most money? Which games have moved the most in terms of uh, sides so far? Well, let's start with Wednesday's play-in game. Bright State opened one and a half over Bryant. They're now up to three and a half. Uh, on Thursday, the first game of the tournament, you have a 17-win Michigan team taking on Colorado State. We yep. opened this game a pick. Now the Wolverines are up to two and a half points. That one, uh, even that, I think that one touched three while we were on the air Sunday. So that was immediate three-point move and now settling down a little bit. A little bit. Um, Gonzaga is an interesting game, Julian, to talk about on the opener. We opened 26 and a half. And it was late initially on Sunday up to 27 and a half, but since it's dropped all the way back down to 23 and a half. Uh, that, that probably could see a little bit more, uh, a touch moving up before game time. Uh, UCLA opened a 15 and a half point favorite. Now they're down to 13 and a half. Uh, on Friday, Wisconsin versus Colgate was one of two movers. Wisconsin nine down to seven and a half. The other was Nova against Delaware from an opener of 17 now down to 15 and a half people taking some of those dogs against some of the top seeds it seems like numbers too big um all right so of the games all the games are still on the board of the games on the board that haven't necessarily moved the most so far are there any that you think has the potential to significantly move by tip-off you mentioned you think gonzaga does start to to creep back up I agree. After looking at that Georgia State resume, I don't see how they are not going to get slaughtered in that game. Question is by how many. Um, but any other any other movers that you you see on the horizon? Uh, two teams that lost in the finals of their conference tournaments will probably take a quite a bit of money in these first round matchups. That's Kentucky versus St. Peter's. We opened seventeen. That's now eighteen. I could see that moving higher. And Duke's playing Fullerton. Uh, Duke's opener was 18. Now it's 18 and a half. And I'm sure you're going to see 19 or even north of that. All right, there we go. A couple blue bloods, no surprise. Um, let's go to totals. Uh, those trickled out, I mean, not too long after the the spreads. Obviously, we, we make a big deal of the spreads coming out. The totals came out pretty pretty close after. Have we seen any big movement on uh, on the totals? Oh, yeah, we actually have. Um, San Francisco and Murray State dropped from 138 to 136 and a half. 
Uh, St. Pete's in Kentucky from 133 and a half to 131 and a half. St. Peter's is a really low scoring game and uh, scoring team, and they only allow about 62 points a game. Now, that's in the Metro Atlantic yeah. Athletic playing. You want to give me a Kentucky? You want to give me a Kentucky team total? 62. I'll take over. Yeah, you know, you play Iona Sienna Monmouth. It's a little bit different. Will it hold up here? Uh, a couple of others, uh, North Carolina versus Marquette up from 151 and a half from 150. That has the potential to be a track meet. Uh, Iowa State and LSU was a big mover from 123 and a half to 127 and a half. Wow. And Delaware versus Villanova moved from 129 and a half to 133 and a half. Now, I can see that as the fighting blue hens have one of the weaker defenses in the entire tournament. Yeah, probably not. Not a great chance to slow down Nova there. Um, all right, futures market. Betters have been wagering on the futures market, obviously, all season. But now that we've seen the bracket, we know every team's path, it you know becomes much more clear how you want to bet this. And I think betters have been getting down a lot uh, this week with the bracket laid out. Um, so what have some of the most popular bets been so far in the futures market? Any Any big movers there? You're right. When these numbers are now up on the final field, uh, you know, there's some good value out there because here's what happens is that bookmakers have to try to balance out the books a little bit. So right. some of the teams are low where they have a lot of money on and some teams are higher where they don't have any money on. They've raised, we raise and we do it and everybody does it, raise some of those teams a little bit higher to try to attract money. Now, the Zags have been bet all year. And so, you know, we've taken money on them from start to finish. Arizona had a stretch of taking action. But over the last couple of weeks, there's been some pretty significant pops on Tennessee, Kansas, and Arkansas. Wow. All right. Some, some SEC love in there. Uh, getting some late numbers in. Um, all right. That's all we got. Quick and easy for you today, Johnny. Uh, appreciate the time. Obviously, we got a lot more to go in this tournament. Um, quick turnaround into those Friday, Sunday games. Uh, how I'll ask you this. Once we start to know the matchups for some of these second round games, like as games wrap up on Thursday, how soon can we expect to see those Saturday lines popping up on DK Sportsbook? I don't know, 10 to 20 seconds. <laughs> All right. <laughs> quick, quick and easy, just like the uh, just like the release show. Um, all right, Johnny, I'll be out in Vegas uh, for the madness. It wouldn't be madness unless I was there. So I'll be in town. Maybe I'll see you around. Um, need some food recommendations, things of that nature. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a great week. Thanks for coming on Unreasonable Odds with us. You're welcome. I'll see you real soon, Julian.